0: Awesome. I'm so glad to be here today. I'm excited about what God wants to do in this place. Before I begin today, I just want to pay honor to my husband, Pastor Steve. Can you come? This is Pastor Steven Sumner. He's a senior pastor of Encounter Church. We're, we, uh, we pastor in San Leandro, California. So I just want him to bring greeting. Amen.
1: Good morning. Good morning, Solid Rock family. You know, when, when we come here, I think it's been a couple years since uh, the last time uh, we were here, and uh, this is uh, second home to us. And so since today is Super Bowl Sunday, uh, hopefully you're not in a hurry. Yeah. Uh, you know, how many of you guys, I don't know what you're planning on doing later, but uh, it's so good to be with Pastor Don and Sue, and uh, they've uh, been voices of uh, parents to us when we took our church and we became senior pastors. We were in another church for a long time as associate pastors and this was our first senior pastorate uh, church and so thank you Pastor Don and Pastor Sue and your words of wisdom and counsel and uh, we love and appreciate you And uh, so this feels like home for us. But how many know, as we were worshiping today, I was thinking about what pleases the Lord and what does he respond to? And there's a verse in Luke and it says, the rich he sends away empty, but the hungry he fills with good things. And how many know hunger is a gift? And uh, sometimes we can do church and we go to church and we know what's gonna happen. But there's a place where we can get something from God if we come with faith and expectation. And so, since today is Super Bowl Sunday, uh, forget everything you know about church. <laughs> forget everything that you've done before, because God wants to do something new. And He looks for people that are just saying, Lord, I'm open and I'm willing, and I've come here for you. And sometimes we can be full of ourselves and full of our plans full of our schedules and our day and sometimes we just say no no lord I'm just here to worship you and receive and to bless you and so my prayer for you today is that uh, you'll just open up your heart into a fresh way to the lord and say lord just fill me up as pastor Don was sharing uh, uh, on giving and the offering I said wow you know we need a greater deposit of his love we need a greater deposit of his spirit and so that's my prayer for you today lord bless you
0: Amen. Thank you, honey. Oh.
1: And it is so good to have my son and my daughter, Annika. Would you please stand? She's she doesn't like so. This is her first time. And uh, yes, so Annika, this is my. She's not my daughter-in-law. This is my my daughter and uh, Deuce's wife. And uh, yes, and so we have good news. So smile.
0: Deuce, my son, is a miracle. He was I couldn't have kids. I had endometriosis, stage four, precancerous. And uh they said, you know, they didn't think I could have kids naturally, but I cried out to God like Hannah did, and I said, God, would you bless me with a son that would worship you? And the Lord blessed me with Deuce. The doctors actually asked me, How did you get pregnant? And I was like, Well, I guess the normal way. <laughs> but uh, But, uh, you know, (laughs) but he was one day and um, I seen him. He was a little kid just um, in his room, you know, maybe three or four years old, just crying out to God. And I said, Deuce, what's the matter? He said, I just want Jesus to speak to me. And um, I knew that the hand of God was on his life at that moment. I just want to give the worship team, though, here another hand. Didn't they bring in the presence of God? Come on. They just ushered him in. Just sing it one time for me, Deuce. Just one time. Oh, play it, play the yours. Change change it. <laughs> I, I, they going to hear me sing anyway all the time, but I just want him to sing it. Come on. Yes, that would be great. Right where you are just go ahead and just you can just receive Cause I better start preaching because if I don't, we're going to end here and just go home after a while. <laughs> Come on, give Jesus a hand in this place. Thank you You might as well just stay there for I just just, just going and sit back there, my son, because he plays and prophetic song of the Lord, and God always gives me something when he plays. So thank you, Lord. I want to start today by going to Genesis chapter 1 verse 26. Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 it says and God said let us make man in our own image let them have dominion somebody say dominion that means you and I are not dominated but we are the dominators i want to start today by asking you just one simple question but don't answer it out loud <laughs> Answer within your heart and your soul. Do you know who you are? We need to understand who we are because there is a battle going on in this world to convince us that our brothers and our sisters are our enemies and the church has no power if we are divided. The anointing on this church, and this church is anointed. The anointing on this church and on on the church at large is to build a kingdom in the midst of a nation. We are in a dynamic moment in history. I'm getting excited about it. I said right now we are in a dynamic moment in history. A great moment in God. God is awakening us to what we have forgotten and to what some of us never knew. When you were born again, you weren't born again to just be a part of a church. Church is where we are trained. Kingdom is where we reign. You are brought in to be a part of the kingdom of God to take dominion in the earth you are the Ecclesia of God the called out ones called out of darkness into light called out of individualism where I myself only matter come on into community here in this church today we see corporate kingship corporate kingship a gathering of the kings in 1st Peter chapter 2 and 9 it says we are a royal priesthood a holy nation God's special possession that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light so God is raising up the church again to operate in the level of sonship for 300 years the church operated in the power of God. The church had power. It had transforming power. Then came into the church mixture. They had statues brought in with different idols hidden inside the statues. Mixture started to come into the church. Church left. Um, they started to, how can I say this? They started moving into uh, a democratic mindset of let's take a vote on everything. Let's, we have to agree on this before we do it, right? So they started moving into this kind of thing, well, let's agree instead of really listening to the power of God. What happened was we started idolizing ministers and people's talents. We started seeing, oh, well, that person is really talented. They can really sing. Or that person, oh, yeah, they have really a powerful prophetic ministry. Or that person over there, wow, look at that preacher. He's this and he's that. And so, therefore, people started following people based upon their talent. So the church became anemic because we allowed people to pray for us. We allowed other people to, to seek God for us instead of us seeking God ourselves. We started losing our intimacy with God because everything was so easy. Everything was just, okay, I'm just going to come to church today. The pastor's going to preach a good word. He already prayed. He already fasted for us. Praise God. Amen. I don't really need to see God myself. Amen. <laughs> but here it, what happened was the church became anemic and we started getting away. The greatest battle is not a battle for your faith, but a battle for your identity. When you went down into the waters of baptism, something happened. Whoever been baptized, who hasn't been baptized in here? I would suggest you do because it's a powerful thing. It's more than just being, you know, being baptized in water. Come on. You went down into the waters of baptism. You went down in faith. That you went down into the literal burial of Jesus Christ. And when you arose, you cut off the old you. Come on. The old you passed away and you rose in newness of life. And you rose taking on the authority and the mindset of Jesus. Come on. Your name wasn't even your last name anymore. In the spirit, your last name said Jesus. They said something changed when you went down. Come on, y'all. Y'all know this. You know this. So you arose with the new authority. In the spirit, I know people that went down in the waters of baptism, they had a problem with with smoking. My father was one of them, a three pack a day smoker, but he believed he reckoned himself dead in the waters of baptism. And when he arose, he didn't never smoke again. The power of God hit him. People that were seeking the baptism of the Holy Ghost, they went down in the waters of baptism, they arose, and all of a sudden, you know, they just God just delivers you in the water. Faith comes, come on. Second Corinthians five and seven says we need to start walking by faith and not by sight. Hmm. We're going to get to that. We talked a little bit about that. Me and the ladies. I just got to give a shout out to the ladies in this church. They are amazing. Come on. They are amazing. Jeremiah 29 11 says God has a plan. God has a plan to prosper me. God has a plan to give me a hope. God has a plan to give me a future. God has this wonderful plan for my life. The enemy has a plan too, to stop us from being who God has called us to be. So Psalms 139, 16, King David says, you saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. Come on, salvation is a gift. Let me explain to you something about this book. We know that the Bible is not a religious book. The Bible, say the Bible is not a religious book. The Bible is about a king. Number two, the Bible is about a kingdom. Number three, the Bible is about a royal family. Number four, the Bible is about a government. Number five, the Bible is about colonization of a planet of heaven. And number six, the Bible is about a restoration program. Hey, I'm excited about it. So God's original purpose was to extend his original purpose to the earth. He wanted to colonize earth with the kingdom of heaven to establish a kingdom, a country of kings. Oh, you got to see this this morning. You got to see this. So God planned was to fill the earth with his offspring. Kids that look like him. Hey! You ever see somebody and, you know, if Deuce right here, if he didn't look like me or the daddy, you know what I'm saying? Or, you know, if you would be looking like, huh? Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you? I mean, sometimes I look. I look and, I, and I, see, I see a baby and they say, this is the baby daddy. And I look at both the parents and you know, and it's just like, huh, I wonder. I know none of y'all think like that. It's just me. But anyway, I want to say that because God wants his children to look like him. He wants us to favor him. He wants to, wow, well, they walk like their daddy. They talk like their daddy, man. They act like their daddy, God, right? I was I was I was thinking. I wanna look like my daddy. I wanna talk like my daddy. I wanna be like my father, God. I was just thinking about that, just just, just in my spirit. I don't want nobody in in the, say oh, that's that's your daddy. I don't want them to wonder who my father is, cause my father is the King of Kings, my father is the Lord of Lords. Come on. So God has this plan. This plan of the earth was to fill the earth with his offsprings, people that look like him and act like him. And he gave us authority and he gave us dominion. That's that word again, dominion, dominion. And the first thing he gave us dominion over that he wants us to dominate and rule over is ourselves. How can you lead somebody if you can't lead yourself? We're going to get into that in a minute. And God wants us to rule over our emotions because a lot of people are controlled by their emotions. Mm -hmm. Well, I just really feel, you know, Pastor, not nobody here, Pastor Don, but other churches that I minister at. I just really feel, you know, that I just really can't do that because of this reason and that reason. I just feel. And it's okay to have feelings, but don't let your feelings dominate you. You are supposed to dominate your feelings. You're supposed to be led by the Spirit of God. Right. Come on. So the third thing that we're gonna have to rule over is our tongue. First Peter 3 and 10. Woo! <laughs> I'll be with some Christians. And they cuss worse than Peter did in the Bible. I'm just saying. <laughs> but they can't get the baptism of the Holy Spirit. i never forget one time. It was a, it was a scary time for me. Uh, I saw this man. just real, real short because I know I'm running out of time. But this man, he was like, he came into the church. He was demon possessed and ended up sitting by me. And I was, just a, I was just a young kid. I was younger than y'all. And he's just acting out, just acting crazy. And my father gets up off the piano and he said, whoever had dealings with, taking, with casting out demons, take this brother in the back and cast the demons out. And then the guy gets up and, you know, because he was acting our religious because he had a religious spirit, okay? Oh, that's a whole other story. I don't have time to tell you about it. And so here it is. The guy starts running and everything. Then he falls down and dies, then my mother raises him up from the dead and said, you dead spirit, get off of him. Then he comes back. And then, I mean, it was just the craziest thing to see as a kid. You know what I'm saying? So then my mother says, you know, they said, you know, uh, all of a sudden people start speaking in tongues. Because they got to get scared. Somebody had the Bible like this. You know, the Bible close. Then they're all scared and everything. And next thing you know, He says, I can speak in tongues, too. He said, I can cuss better than you can. Then my mother said, you cussing demon come out. And he went, ah. So I'm like, wait a second here. What is going on? That's not even scripture. I don't even know where to find that in the word. But can you yield your memory? Because do you think about it? Now, just, just stay with me for a minute. You think about it with me. You don't think about what you have to say when you cuss. Do you? I mean, you have to say, "Okay, I'm going to say a bad word now. (laughs) It is going to be this word. No, you don't think about it. It just comes out of you. Not none of y'all at other churches. that, But, you know, it just comes out. You know what I'm saying? And so it's just like speaking in tongues. You don't think about the tongues you don't you don't think about it you're just focusing on the word and you're focusing holy spirit flow through me because it makes sense that we are of a other kingdom so we have to have a different language okay i'm just saying i'm just saying so we gotta guard our tongues it says first peter 3 and 3 10 says Whoever would love life and see good days must keep their tongue from evil and their lips from deceitful speech. It says in Proverbs 21:23 those who guard their mouths and their tongues keep themselves from calamity. Help us, Jesus. Take the coals from the altar and cleanse my lips. Number four, create it to rule over our domain. That's who you are. You were created to rule over your domain. So your domain is your area of gifting that you were made to influence the world with. Every single individual on the face of the planet has something that God has given you. You have something. You may think it's a little thing. Some of you may be able to draw, right? And you just start, man, I, I I wish I can draw like that you have people in here wow the person who decorated so wonderfully they said oh yeah she could just decorate anything jenny was showing me the the you know the butterflies that she made from different i'm like wow what an imagination look at her you know she's like wow so all of a sudden you have something to give you have something well i don't really know you know so sometimes i come to church and i just encourage people that is a big thing (laughs) That is a great big thing. Somebody could have woke up that morning and thought about committing suicide, but you were there. You were there for them. So God created each and every single one of us with a gift, with a wonderful gift of influence in the world. So look at your neighbor right now. Just look at him. Tell them, you have something I need. And you have something that other people need. Somebody say, we are, we are rulers. We are rulers, meaning we are the people that's supposed to take, you know, set the standard. Number five, we are created to take down the kingdoms of darkness in people's lives. Amen. Woo! I'm getting excited now. We got to take down the kingdom of darkness. Satan's been trying to build his kingdom over God's kingdom in people's lives. But when you understand who you are, In God. Oh, we're gonna get there. We need to recognize who we are called to be in the earth. You start taking dominion. You start praying for your kids. You start laying hands on your kids. You start worshiping in public. You don't care what other people think. Come on, I'm talking about taking dominion. You start, you start saying, you know what, I'm going to walk by faith and not by sight. I'm going to believe God. God tells you, you know what, go over there and pray for that person that's blind. Go over there and play for, pray for that person that's deaf. I never forget one time I was preaching at this church and this church didn't have the faith pastor. They didn't have a lot of faith, even though they were called Miracle Christian Center, you know, (laughs) I'm just saying. And so God says to me, he says, call out that guy in the back room. Call out that guy in the back. I said, son, the Lord says he wants to heal you. Come now. And people were like, no, no, he's death. He's death. He can't hear. He was born death. He had scarlet fever when he was born, and, and he never spoke a day in his life. I'm just looking around like, are you kidding me? I mean, these people, by the time I finished, about three or four people saying, no, don't do it. He's death. I'm like, I thought it said Miracle Christian Center. In the name of your church was Miracle Christian Sinner. And so God spoke to me and He said, I cannot heal him here because of their lack of faith. That's something. Even Jesus Himself could not do miracles in His own town because of their lack of faith. So we got to start walking by faith. And so God said to me, and I said it in the mic, I said, you know what? God is not going to do this now, but in, a, in some days ahead, I'm going to call you. I want you to come to this meeting and your son will be healed. Now I'm saying it, I'm thinking I'm going to stop preaching if this doesn't happen because I know at that moment that I'm hearing the voice of my father. Yeah. So then, of course, a few weeks by and I call him, I said, bring him now, bring him now. We had a minister come in. He was the one who taught us to watch your mouth. You know? And so, anyway, he sticks his hand, he said, you deaf and dumb spirit come out, you deaf and dumb spirit come out, and then he just, he said, say bye-bye, he said bye-bye. His mother fell into my arms. I was like carrying her like this, like, you know? Because we we shouldn't be surprised at that, though. We should We gotta stop being surprised when God actually heals somebody. He is God. Hallelujah. So, The enemy is terrified of us. He's terrified of us. um, Those of us that are born again and who actually witnesses to somebody else. Who actually starts tearing down. You know, you're suffering with depression. Do you mind if I pray for you? Let's practice that right now. You're suffering with depression. Do you mind if I pray for you? Some of y'all did it. Okay, praise God. We cannot take dominion until we understand who we are. Genesis one, when God made man, he said, let them have dominion. You cannot rule over what you don't believe belongs to you. I'm going to say it again. You cannot rule over what you don't believe belongs to you. So the battle of identity is to convince us that we don't own anything. It's a mentality. We don't own anything. We're going to have to beg for stuff. Please, Jesus, please. No. You are a son and daughter of God. You are kings. Come on. It grants you access into the kingdom of heaven. When we don't think we own anything, we ask permission for everything. We know what level of dominion we have by how we pray, because if our prayers are begging prayers. Sometimes I, it, it was it was one time where I heard uh, this, this uh, minister say, you, you really don't believe God. Because they were just like, I believe God. I do believe you. Come on, it's your emotions are taking over. You got to say, no, God, I believe you. I trust you. You can do anything but fail me. A couple years ago, God taught me something. Here it was, we had a hurricane coming towards my family's house in Florida. And every time I prayed, it got closer. I was like, this is not working. God, are you listening? God sent two prophets to say, Pastor Portia, your family will be okay. But I was like, but God, look the hurricane. It's not getting any better. The more I pray, it seems to get worse. Another prophet came in. Pastor Portia, the Lord told me to tell you to stop worrying about your family. They will be fine. But something happened. As the hurricane got closer and closer and closer and closer to the family, it diminished, 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 diminished in power. And all of a sudden, it was like a one or two. And they were all fine. And then God spoke to me. And he said, Portia, just because I don't answer the way you think I should answer don't mean that I'm not answering you. For some of us, God would have stopped our storm a long time ago, a long time ago, if we would stop telling God about our storm and start telling a storm about our God. I wish I wrote that, but that was actually Michael Dalton, my friend. (laughs) We know that what level of dominion we have by how we pray. So people who understand dominion come into agreement with God. They don't beg. They don't plead with the enemy. Please tell the devil to leave me alone. Stop it. You know who you are. Somewhere in our world, we gave up believing that things belong to us. Sons and daughters understand that the house is theirs. My son understands that while he being the only son, that his inheritance is secure. That our house and everything we own is his. He doesn't have to think about that. He doesn't have to worry about that. That's what we gotta think like. So servants, they hope to be paid well. Slaves, they don't wanna be punished, but sons. They understand that the inheritance is theirs. Most of us were slaves of sin. Means I did not have a choice in the matter. I was born into the kingdom of sin. Who knows what I'm talking about? The God of that kingdom was ruling us. The God of that kingdom was ruling me. I didn't have a choice all that happened is that the kingdom all that happens in that kingdom is steal kill and destroy so the kingdom of the enemy is still kill and destroy so the only thing the enemy has for us is theft and destruction and sorrow so if you are living in a place right now where your world has become steal kill and destroy Everything is being stolen from you. Every, it seems like everything is continually being stolen. If you feel like your world is dying every day, if you feel like you are being destroyed, you need to transfer kingdoms. Yeah. Uh, 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 uh. Stop doing the hokey pokey. Come on. Stop. Just stop. So your response to your world is a revelation of who, who you believe you are. I'm going to say it again. Your response to your world is a revelation of who you believe that you are. So when you live like a victim, when you live like a victim, you are declaring you believe you are still owned by somebody else. I can't be a victim and be a king. I can't be an overcomer and still be broken in my mind. And until I make that decision, I will be a victim to whatever is going on around me. I have to decide I am not a victim to my upbringing. Ooh, I'm talking to somebody in this place. Come on. I have to decide that for myself. Just start playing, dudes. Just start playing so I can hurry up. Come on. (laughs) Whatever happened to me prepared me for what he is doing in me. Whatever happened to me when I was younger, me being abused, me being molested, all the stuff happened to me. I can no longer use that as an excuse to fail now. Because I am not that person anymore. Because in Christ, all things are passed away. And behold, all things have become new. Come on. I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus. So I have to understand that. I have to acknowledge that. And until I have to make that decision that I am no longer a victim, say I am no longer a victim. Joy is not necessary to be lost because of what's happening in our nation. Some of us threw away our joy because of trouble in our nation. Nobody at this church passed down but other ones. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Say, the joy of the Lord is my strength. So being miserable on purpose gives the devil permission to hold you hostage. Being miserable on purpose gives the devil permission to hold you hostage. Half of our problem is our emotional state. We have never commanded ourselves to be kingdoms. So we are now sitting in a place of sorrow and fear. We are going through what everybody else is going through. And if you're going through what the world is going through without being different than the world, you are not handling it better. Is that a revelation? That you don't know the kingdom? Because if you met him, if he is your father, come on y'all. If he is your father, you don't act like the world. We have never commanded ourselves to be kingdom. Say self. It's time to be kingdom. It's time to recognize that God is my father. Come on. If the kingdom is going to work among us, we have got catch ourselves from acting like the world what is different than you why are you not panicking i remember my mom she would just walk all in earthquakes i mean nothing in my mother's house ever broke other people oh this fell down frankie and this fell no oh she was walking in the authority of god Before my mother died, she says, I want you to tell people this. Ask them to ask Jesus. Ask them to talk to Jesus. He'll talk back to them if they ask. He'll talk back if they ask. But my mother had a relationship with God she took time every day and she said I'm going to spend this hour with the Lord and the entire house heard my mother praying speaking in her heavenly language why because she's building up her spirit man she's building up her spirit man come on because you're in a battle between the flesh and the spirit y'all know this and whatever you feed the most is going to be the strongest thank you Lord Jesus So it's not okay for us to have sleepless nights over what's going on. How is being sleepless going to make it better? How is venting on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram gonna make it better? We have to disengage from the voices. Disengage from the voices. We gotta stop, wait a second, let me just go ahead and shut this down. My husband will be like, shut it down. Oh, say you're right. Now start praying and seeking God. God, what are you saying? Because you got to be in a place where you can hear God. You got to be in a place, Lord, I want you to speak to me. Should I be afraid of this coronavirus? Should I be afraid? My husband, we both felt the same way. We both were in the mouths with two or three witnesses. Let every word be established. So my husband and I, we said, okay, whoever wants to come to church, come to church. We're not going to stop people from coming to church. Come on, we're not going to do that. That's the world thinking. God told me not one of your congregation members will die. Those that come to church will die of coronavirus. I know I heard God say that. But this one person in our congregation, she wouldn't come to church because of the coronavirus. She actually went somewhere else and got it. Went somewhere else. Let me just tell you something. Let me, let me just tell you something. Ready? I told this to the ladies yesterday. said, listen, every day you risk your life. You risk your life when you step outside of the house. You risk your life staying in the house. You risk your life in the car when you're driving. You risk your life at Walmart. You risk your life when you go to Safeway or Lucky's. You risk your life. Everybody's risking their life. Can I risk my life to go to church? Can I risk my life because I love Jesus? Can I risk my life because the Bible says to fail not, to commune together and to gather together? Can I risk my life for that? We had to pray a lady back because she went somewhere else. She wanted to risk her life somewhere else. And after going to fast for 40 days, crying out to God, but God brought her back. I'm telling you, our God is a faithful God. So we don't let sorrow chill our joy. Don't let fear capture our minds. Don't sit up all night worrying about what the world is going through. It's not going to help anything. We got to recognize who we are. We're going to disengage. So God gives authority based on our identity, but He gives dominion based upon our maturity. You have authority, the power to command devils to go out of people. That's who you are. Woo! I'm getting excited now. You have authority. The power, I'll never forget one time I was, in a, I was in a classroom. The Lord said, come into the classroom, go early, read your Bible before anyone's there. And I'll never forget, I was sitting in the seat. I'm sitting down in the seat like this. And all of a sudden, this man came in, totally demon possessed. And I knew he was going to, he meant to do me harm. And I was, I was totally calm because when you're spending time with the Lord and you're in the presence of God, you don't give in to the spirit of fear real easy. Who knows what I'm talking about? Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And all of a sudden, y'all, he came in and he started towards me. And I said, in the name of Jesus, I command you to leave. And literally, it was like he went. I said, come on, Holy Ghost. Come on, Holy Ghost. You have authority that you're not using. You have authority that you're not using. Dominion is connected to maturity. Every time you run from process, listen to this. Sometimes we run from process. I don't got time to preach this. Sometimes we run away from process. We run away from what God is doing in us. That person offended me so I'm not going to go. That person did me wrong. The pastor too walked right by me and she didn't speak to me today. I'm leaving the church. I mean, this is the kind of crazy stuff I have to go through. I have to go through this. Not to mention that she has a thousand things on her mind and she has like, you know, all these people in the church and she might actually have something that she needs you to pray for her for. But anyway, I'm just saying, But we get offended over the littlest things. And God said, Blessed are they that are not offended in words. We can't we can't be that no more. It's time for the church to arise. Come on, it's time for us to be the kings that God has called us to be. It's time for us to walk, come on, like our Father. It's time for us to forgive quickly and let it roll off like a duck. Come on, it's time. So every time you run away from process. When God is trying to bring you through something, you delay the manifestations and make the battle longer. Some of us, we have prophecies that why haven't God fulfilled these prophecies? Why haven't he done anything? He's waiting on you, sweetie. He can't do it because you keep on going with this little stuff, being hung up on little stuff. But somebody say, the joy of the Lord is my strength. I heard Miles Monroe say this, and I thought it was really great for my subject. He talked about the kings, and he talked about us, who we are. He said, Jesus identified himself with two animals in the Bible the eagle and the lion. And he talked about how the lion is not the tallest, the giraffe is. The lion is not the strongest, the elephant is. The lion is not the heaviest, the hippo is. Come on, that get rid of all of our excuses right there, all of our excuses. But the enemy, it says, the lion is not even the most intelligent, the monkey is. So it cancels every single excuse that we have, every single excuse. And he talked about this. He talked about us by ourselves being the lions of God, being the kings of God. He talks about that we can't maybe kill an elephant by ourselves. But if we come together. If we start to unite together and really pray for one another. Even if we see a fault in one another. And we start to really pray for one another. And we start really prophesying each other's future. God had to teach me this. It was a girl at our church. I don't want to say who it is just in case anybody passed out tapes. But. It was a girl at our church, and this young lady, I called her dad one day because he was about to commit murder. I'm literally driving down the road, and I hear murder, and I see this brother's face. I said, what in the world? This is one of the the best brothers in the church, God. Am I going to be ridiculous if I call him? God said, call him right now. I said, are you thinking of murdering somebody? Yes, Pastor Portia, I need you to pray right now. (laughs) Because my daughter's crazy. Her boyfriend is crazy and he's gonna make me kill him. he's disrespecting my daughter and that's it. So I started to pray. I said, let's change our strategy because the power of life and death is in the power of the tongue. So I said, let's change our strategy. I said, so when I would see their mom, I would say, hey, hey, you seen her today? Let's say her name is, call out her name. Cindy Celeste I said you seen Cindy today oh yeah yeah she's 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 on the worship team you seen Cindy today oh yeah she's dancing you seen Cindy today we started prophesying this young girl's future she's back where she's supposed to be she's married to a Christian man she's doing we started believing we started changing and stop agreeing with the devil stop agreeing with the devil Stop saying, yeah, you're right. said, that's all the devil does. You depressed, I'm depressed. You feel this way, I feel this way. You're hurt, I'm hurt. You gotta take the authority. How dare you speak to me anymore? I'm drawing the line in the sand. You cannot even talk to me. I mean, I know this works. A few years ago, I was at, I'm closing up, closing up. A few years ago, I was at, I was at the store. And I was getting groceries from uh, you know, Safeway up the hill from my house. And I remember, this was like five years ago, all of a sudden, I heard the voices that I heard when I was little again, kill yourself. Now see, before, I taught people against the voices. I would say, start worshiping God, start praising God, you know, start quoting scripture out loud. The devil can't read your mind, he can give you thoughts in your mind, and he knows that you're acting on those thoughts by your actions. And all of a sudden, I went, Kah. it was just out of the blue. I haven't heard these voices in years and years and years, and I had defeated those voices. And then god i just said i'm just gonna ignore this i'm not even gonna tell my husband about it a few days later my sister who was a prophet in atlanta called me and she said the lord spoke to me about you (laughs) i said okay what did he say She said, I saw you leading worship and you were carrying a lot of people's crosses. She said, oh, by the way, the other day when you were at the top of the hill getting groceries and you heard the voices. Other day, you know, the voices that you haven't heard since you were little, you know, the voices that told you to kill yourself. She said, God wanted me to tell you that he allowed it to happen because he knew what you would do, that you just ignored them. She said, and when you ignored them, God stood up from his throne and laughed in their faces. Oh, that I can make daddy laugh. Come on, do you know who you are? God is calling you to take dominion. He's calling you to be who he called you to be. That you are royalty. You have something to do in the earth that the earth has not even seen you are the difference in the way people talk you don't talk like the world you don't act like the world come on come on because you are royalty you gotta recognize who you are i'm really glad you guys let the young people stay in here my husband and i were pastors for 17 years of young people and i'm telling you god is calling you this generation to rise up and be in a light in a dark place he is because right now i'm I'm talking about young people are getting on fire i can let you watch a video of this young girl praying that's getting soul saved every day i mean revival is starting with the youth god wants you guys to be a part of that revival he does you're like well god me come on don't look at your age don't look at don't look at your age Rone ya me de sore, maya kere de aro, biso de si, Florian Tory- Your Kids, says the Lord, lift your hands and receive. Cause I'm gonna pour out my spirit upon you. For the Roma, the Sapi Comayani, for Rosa, the Cap, for the Rocodia, Maya, the Oyale, for the Yakari, and the Ossori, and the Yakamae. Father, for every in here that's been praying for their children to be saved if that's you stand up come on if that's you stand up you've been praying for your child to be saved right now i'm in warfare right now for them you're like what is she doing those are my warfare tongues yeah i learned that from another kingdom come on Father, in the name of Jesus, for all the children, God, the unsaved children, that the enemy has come and attacked them, attacked their minds, they've attacked their families. Father, right now, I pray right now that every bondage would be broken off of them. Father God, we ask that you would forgive them, Lord God. Forgive them for their sins. Father, forgive their parents for anything that they might have said to agree with the enemy. Father, we declare and decree that this case right now is going from the throne of judgment to the throne of mercy and grace. God, that you would render a verdict in their favor right now today, God. God, that they would call out their names right now. Call them out. Say, be free. Be free. jesus name in jesus name come on we speak freedom right now expect it to come expect him to come expect him to come see them start prophesying their destiny you are the child of the king start prophesying the freedom that the chains are broken chains fall Here you change everything Jesus Jesus you change everything Jesus Jesus you change everything Jesus Jesus you change Sing it out Jesus you change it Change everything Jesus Jesus you change everything come on Jesus you change everything. now I want you to see your child see them clothed in righteousness see the chains of the enemy falling off of them see them restored restored now doesn't matter what they did doesn't matter what they said I remember being in a meeting and I prophesied to this mother and I said your daughter's coming in and she said oh my daughter is the devil She said it to me right then. I couldn't believe she was saying it. And she started talking about her daughter so bad. And I said, listen, stop agreeing with the devil. And repent for what you said. That night her daughter came in and gave her life to the Lord. Come Come on, y'all. Say, God has given me dominion. God has given me power. Say, I'm a king in the kingdom. Come on, give Jesus a hand in his place. Thank you, Pastor Don.
2: asking some men to come and pray and uh, this morning as we were praying before service i just felt the spirit of god said just spoke this word of liberty and then he showed me the woman in luke 13 who was bent over whom satan had bound jesus said this woman has been bound by the devil for over 18 years And she was physically bound, but I felt the Lord speak to me this morning and say there are people who have allowed the enemy, as Portia was preaching this morning, just confirmed it, that the enemy, you've given permission to the enemy to hold you bound for years and years and years. And God said don't let people leave without setting them free today. Jesus would not let that woman leave the house without breaking that oppression and bondage off of her life. And there's some of you, even as, as Portia was speaking, it just was so correct that those voices come from your past. You get victory over them, and then the enemy brings them right back and stirs that same up. There's some people here today, and you just feel like you're bound. You keep trying to press into God. You keep coming to church. You keep looking. For you keep pressing for the breakthrough, and you wonder when's it going to happen. Well, God said today's the day that he sets you free today's the day that he sets you free you're the woman you're not leaving here the same if that's you and voices from your past you've been going through that just come right now come on we're just going to lay hands on you right now there's a breakthrough in this house right now come on we're declaring revival we're declaring the move of God come on God doesn't want you to leave the way you came come on right now right now right now right now come on there's more there's more Hallelujah. There's some men in here you carry some pain. I grew up needing a father. Always having to look for a father, somebody to be a surrogate in my life. And there's some of you, you carried father wounds in your life since heaven. The devil uses that to hold you bound. It affects you in your relationship, but it's affected you with your children. Just move right now. Let God set you free right now in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
0: I'm going to tell you something that happened to me a couple months ago. Those of you that are standing here. There's at least two more people. Or at, least, at least one more that's supposed to be right here. I don't know who you are, but hurry up. Come on. Come on. Hurry up. Hurry up. So I'm going to tell you right now. I was doing a women's conference a couple months ago, and Jesus came into my dream. Jesus himself. And I saw his face, and I thought I was dead in my dream. But God said, I'm going to use you at this next level in deliverance. He said, you're going to set people free. And he says, my presence is going to be with you. And I saw it. Spirit of torment is getting off of you right now. It's leaving you. Are you ready? I saw it as plain as day that there was a group of people that God is going to set free because he has a work for you to do. He has a work for you to do, young lady. And you're (sighs) up. Are you ready? I want you to do something for me. I want you to get excited about it. I want you to get happy about it. That the demonic forces that have been talking to your mind, telling you you're depressed, trying to get you to hurt yourself, trying to get you to kill yourself, trying to get you to say he wouldn't even be bothered with you if you weren't a threat to him. He wouldn't be bothered with you if you weren't a threat to him. Because he sees the young women that you're going to minister to. He sees the people that you're going to pray for. He sees the boldness that you're going to have. He sees the power of deliverance that God is going to bring upon you right now. That's Otherwise, he wouldn't have even been bothered with you. So I want you to get happy about it. Say, ha-ha. he he. Say, you thought you won. Put your finger like this. Say, you thought you won but you lose again. You too, gentlemen, look at me, look at me. Say you thought you won, but you lose again. Right now, God is gonna set you free. Right now, right now, right now, right now, right now. Right now. Can, I, I, need, I need a man to be behind each one of these people. Right now, God is gonna set you free right now he's gonna set you see i'm still fighting unbelief right now i rebuke you in the name of jesus i command you to go now spirit of doubt my god is god he is the king of kings and the lord of lords right now he's doing it right now he's doing it in the name of jesus